Your price is not actually a sales vehicle. If I put a couch on the side of my curb and I say free, that doesn't guarantee someone's going to take it. They don't even know it exists yet. Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. Probably one of the most common questions I get uh, is around pricing because it's so mysterious. People are like, you know, do like there's there's sort of like benchmarks of expectation, um, but then there's also a range. I actually somebody today they were saying like, hey, I went to your live event. Um, I sat next to somebody who was already in our top tier uh, program, and they're saying they they charge <laughs> their pricing is three thousand dollars per month, and you know. Uh, the person who's telling me this today was asking him, like, you know, what, what do you include for that? And they're like, just the system. Like, that's it, $3,000 per month. And their mind was a little bit blown. They were like, oh, I can't even fathom that, uh, that you're charging that much. And I was telling them today, I was like, that's kind of, it, it comes from this category of response that I give to folks all the time. So in case you're wondering, what would it be like if I hopped on a one-on-one with Matt and asked, like, what, what are pricing? This is, this is what I tell you still. Um, two, the two things that I, I commonly talk about is pricing is just the scoreboard of value. That's it. And that's why you see a wide uh, range of costs or pricing depending on who it's going to. So I remember this like back in when we were just doing websites. So you could go, how much is a WordPress website? And you'd be like, I don't know, five grand, one grand. Uh, you know, if you just open it up to like websites, you get it for $10, $20, whatever it is. We sold, uh, I, I I can't even say plural because this was the highest one we did. We did at least one, I say at least, we did one time. One time we got this high, but we pushed this barrier all the time over $300,000 for a WordPress website. $300,000. Some people are like, I could never even imagine. How could you, like, what is that? A WordPress website laced in gold? <laughs> no. <laughs> the The reason why the price was justified um, was because we kind of learned this process of if value is in the eye of the holder. Like it depends on who is receiving this. Who is it for? Um, there's a couple little levers there of expected delivery level, but ultimately the same product in a different person's hands is worth a different amount. This is why if you just zoom it out to like yeah. vehicles, if you looked at like cost of production between a you know super high-end luxury vehicle and a low-end vehicle, you'd be surprised in the difference in like cost of goods sold versus price there. It's not a linear relationship like, oh my gosh, you know, all the handles are laced in you know, beautiful materials. And that's what drives up the price. It's like, it's brand. And then there's targeting there around it, but it's because they're selling it to folks that have a higher perceived value of whatever they're selling. So in, in this, when it comes to like industries, then you find this, you're like, wow, marketing services, they charge a lot less to someone who's like a newbie startup who's selling lawn care services compared to somebody who's like an established law firm. And they might do the exact same things. You're like, what do they do? They make sure your website's there. It has all the details about what you're, you're gathering. When a lead comes in, makes sure they're nurtured and then helps them get set onto an appointment. The difference is not in the delivery. The difference is in the value of what you're delivering. Me helping a you know lawn care company get one more customer, you know, might be worth to them $3,000 a year. Me helping a, uh, let's go with like a, you know, if you're a, you know, a PI or personal injury lawyer, you know, receive one more client that might be worth to them a hundred thousand dollars. And so same activity, same effort, same product. One's worth 3000, one's worth a hundred thousand. And it had nothing to do with me or what I'm providing or what I'm doing. So then 
If you price accordingly, you can price to the value of what they're receiving. You don't have to price based on the delivery that you're providing. And so that's the first dimension to this is like pricing is really a scoreboard for value. If you, you know, I've heard it said this way, like if you, if you want to charge more, solve rich people problems, like that's it. Solving the same problem for someone who values it more is worth more. Like you will be able to charge more and they'll be happy to do it. Uh, the kind of framework where I'm like, how do I break down the value? How do I choose on a number? I think if the, if the value received is 10 X the price that's paid, it feels like a no brainer to me. If someone told me I'll charge you 10 grand, but you're going to receive a hundred grand, I'd be like, game on because most businesses have at least a 10% margin in there. And then there's this aspect where you're buying back your time, effort, and energy. So if I had a, if I had, if my experience was it cost me zero time, um, but maybe my margin was, you know, 10% instead of 20%, I actually like those things more because that feels holistically more profitable because I know that the un, the only unreplenishable asset that I have is my time. <laughs> that's it. So that, if I really am honest with myself, that's the most valuable thing that I have. And so I would sacrifice a portion of economic dollar margin for infinite time margin, if that kind of makes sense on that side. But so, um, but if you can do a 10X, generally it'll feel like it's a no-brainer. These are two really sound like pillars of pricing. Um, and in business, it's a lot easier than in just like, selling watches or something because the problem is not as obvious, but like selling to uh, business services or things that that have a clear higher benefit from the same service obviously makes sense on pricing. What are some mistakes that you see people make when it comes to pricing? Well, this is, this is a great tee up for the second aspect of this. So I tell people first, like, hey, you, you have permission to price by value. You, you're not limited to price by product. You can price by value. Um, one mistake I often see is they'll look out and they'll try to benchmark their price to other folks. And they'll say like, well, what are other people pricing for this value? That's not wrong, but here's why it becomes a mistake. Your effectiveness, like the price isn't what sells it. If that makes sense. Your price is not actually a sales vehicle. If I put a couch on the side of my curb and I say free, that doesn't guarantee someone's going to take it. They don't even know it exists yet. They don't know if it's got bed bugs in it. Like there's so much, like even if I drop my price to literally nothing, it doesn't mean everyone's going to take it. And, and the proof of this is like, you know, digitally think of how many lead magnets are out there. It's like, it doesn't like I put it out there. It was free. That was the lowest price possible. All of a sudden it's not like you get a million leads just because you had a free lead magnet. So the uh, mistake is thinking that like price is, is a powerful lever or it's like, it's the driver of sales. It contributes to it, but it actually is, um, the, the real measure of effectiveness there is like your sales ability, right? That could be in the nurture. It could be in the conversation, however you deliver sales. So, so this is what I tell folks, um, someone else, you know, like the, the person who's sitting next to the other person, like they sell the system at 3000 bucks a month. And they're kind of like, and they literally are like this, I just give them the system and they're happy to pay for it. And they 3000 bucks a month. And, and that was it. And it seems so simple. But that person is probably really skilled at sales, really, really good at communicating the value exchange or the, the opportunity cost of not having a system like this. Yeah, just the price, just saying I'm pricing it at this isn't actually enough, right? It's communicating all the first parts. What is the value? Yeah, you have to be able to communicate the value to connect to the problem 
that, that it's solving, like you have to, you have to do the mental gymnastics for them. It's not going to be clear to them most of the time that they need whatever it is that you provide. And so marketing and sales still has to happen independent of price. However, the better you are at marketing and sales, the easier it is for you to justify a higher price. So this is where I say, cool, you can, you can establish my value there. But the other factor here is your skill or experience. And so I give them the other side of this as for permission is your earliest customers will pay the lowest price you will ever offer. And that's okay because there's this snowball of sales. When you sell 10 people at a price, you feel very confident, like people will buy this price. And so much of the sales process is a transfer of belief. You believe it's worth this. Why? Because everyone's paid this. Like you're like, I'm not making this price up. And this is, this has been like a, uh, um, I don't want to say like a secret weapon for, but for us so many times, like the conviction, the belief is there is when I put a value on a page, a lot of times I prefer not to say like, this is a fictitious value because you can get kind of that. It's like, I'm saying this is the value that hundreds of other people have paid. I didn't make this up. Um, I may have originally done a value exchange there, but like at this point, I'm not saying this is the price because uh, of the value you're going to receive. I'm saying this is the price because the market has dictated this is a good value exchange. So it's not like a hype. It's not, it's not me saying like, oh, the value you'll receive is this. It's me saying this is the actual price other people pay for it. And the greater volume you have on people's other people paying for it creates a ton of confidence and certainty. This is kind of how the stock market works, right? When you buy a stock, how did that price happen? The rest of the market said, this is how much it's worth because they're constantly buying and selling. So, and it's just, it's floated up. Like more people are saying, oh, I would buy it at that price. And other people are saying, oh, I would sell it if it got this high or it's too high or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, the the actual, like the confidence in the price comes from volume. If enough people say, just like that stock market, I'd be willing to buy at this amount and it's more people are willing to buy than people are willing to sell, it drives up the price. It's just the the, the correlation between supply and demand. So for when you're early on, if you're not as skilled or you're not as confident, lower the price to make it easier for you to gain that confidence. Because after you've done it 10 times, you're like, now you might stretch it. You might say, I'm going to try and double the price or whatever it is. And, and because you have, you have 100% confidence, 10 other people would buy this because they have. You don't quite have confidence where they pay 2x, but you try. And if they do, you're like, Turns out they will. And so this has been um, the, the combination of the, those mindsets of like understanding that price is just a scoreboard for value. How much value are they receiving? And if you take that value, whatever it realistically is, divide it, you know, go with one tenth of that, that price point is kind of a no brainer. Do they understand the value? No, you're going to have to do that education, that nurturing, that communication that that is the marketing and sales process where they understand how your solution solves their problem. Um, but then also give yourself permission that you don't have to go the, you don't have to try to extract the maximum amount of value out of your first customers. It's okay for them to get the best deal, especially in something that's like software based, right? Where you have higher margins, like services are a little tougher to, to push that, but same thing. Like, I love that. I love that idea that you purport, like you push forward of the snowball effect, like just go get some wins and then you can build on those and get the momentum. You didn't sell that $300,000 WordPress site as your first site, right? Not at all. And, and that was, and that's, that's the other thing about it is, is in pricing part of that confidence is uh, social proof. So I say, it, you know, we'll talk specifically it's kind of pricing, but still when, when I tell folks, a lot of folks, they get into the software space because they want this experience. They want uh, people to find them, to buy from them and to never talk to them and to stay around forever. 
it's a weird thing, but it's kind of like true. Like people are looking for like, I want to solve a problem that doesn't require my time. And software gives you that ability. Like I would say there's a lot of incredible software solutions that are out there that I bought, that I purchased, that I received, that I enjoy and I benefit from. And I have, I never needed to call and I never talked to the owner. Definitely never talked to the owner, right? So it's possible. And and we we see this all the time and like we recommend it to friends and we're like, oh, this is an awesome tool. And so it's a cool intersection of possibility there because of all the heavy lifting that now software can do on our behalf. We can imagine a solution, craft it together and have that high leverage experience. Uh, they find out about me, they buy my stuff and they never talk to me and they're stoked. Like what an incredible intersection. However, this is the three-part ingredient that I, I tell folks, this is what you need to get there. I say it's problem market fit, um, which we'll go in, I don't know if we've talked about it before, I'm not gonna go in that, but then it's price market fit. So, well, I'll say, so problem market fit is, can you describe their problem in their words? Where they're like, I understand the problem you're solving. Price market fit is, if I understand that problem, is this price a no-brainer? To solve that problem, it's a no-brainer. The third piece is proof. Problem market fit, price market fit, and then social proof and proof. And proof comes in doing. So those first customers that you have, it's okay if they're like, wow, I paid you, X and I would have been happy to pay you 10 X because they will be your loudest fans. They got the best deal. They did. They're the ones who are telling you, you should be charging more, but don't charge me more. Right? Like those are great experiences to have because they get you closer to that possibility where, you know, where the, the, the reputation goes before you, the problem is clear of what you're solving. And then on that price side, you can continue to inch that price up. Because the value's there, but now that social proof gives them confidence that you can actually deliver on what you're saying you can deliver on. And so that's, you know, that's the progression. It's a natural progression. But so early on, the win isn't actually the customer. The win is the social proof. And so if, if you can, if you can make the price lower so that they're like ecstatic about the insane amount of value that they got out of it, um, that will, that will continue to serve you really well into the future. I love it. Amazing pricing tips. Um, I'm going to encourage everyone, please share this with an entrepreneur or somebody else who's looking to uh, dominate their market through intelligent pricing. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.